Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm the UK's leading law of attraction expert, award-winning life coach, two times best-selling author, manifestation YouTuber, speaker, and badass spiritual queen. I'm here to help you awaken and turn your dream life into an abundant reality and help you create your positively wealthy life full of happiness, abundance, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast episodes this week. This week, I am so excited to have fellow Law of Attraction expert Francesca Amber with us. So Francesca, if you don't know, is a number one Law of Attraction and self-help podcaster, single mother to three girls, and serial goal achiever. Her goal is to empower time and energy poor women to make space to create the life of their dreams. She does this through creating a lighthearted and easy listening podcast, goal setting strategies that work and a book club community and no extra time or energy practices such as listening to subliminal messaging. Welcome to the show, Francesca. Hello. Thank you for having me. I feel like finally you're here on the show. Obviously, I came on your podcast a few months ago, so I was so eager to get you on here so my audience can hear all about your fantastic work as well. But before we go into that, I would love to know, Francesca, when did you spiritually awaken? What's your story? Oh, my God. Well, it's been an ongoing process, really, since the day that I first discovered that Naughty's book, The Magic. No, not The Magic. I always call it The Magic, The Secret. I think we all, right, we all discovered The Secret around 2000, 2005, maybe. And from that moment, I really started to sort of explore it all. Um, But I would say more recently in the pandemic, I think that for so many people, the pandemic was a big like shock to the system. And I feel like that was the time when I was like, okay, I need to turn inward. When you don't have control of things on the outside world, you've got to kind of look at what you can not control on the inside, but what you can change in your own life. And so yeah, in my experience, unfortunately, I feel like it's when things really fall apart and when things get really bad, that's when I tend to have the most sort of spiritual growth. 
Yeah, and I think it, it's so common for so many people. I mean, you can imagine I've interviewed like, I think it's a hundred and something odd guests here on this podcast now. And, you know, majoritively of the time and my story included, it is when things fall apart. It's when those really awful things happen in our life when we're really challenged to think, wow, okay, what am I doing with my life? How, what am I yeah. doing? How can I take control and action and positive action here? So I definitely think adversity shapes us in, in many, many ways and gives us those opportunities, like you say, to question those things and think, right, what am I doing? What's next? So it's interesting that you knew about the law of attraction. And obviously that was in your life because you've had your YouTube channel, was it like 10 years now? It's embarrassingly long. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say over 10 years. <laughs> probably too long but um yeah it was very sort of surface level law of attraction I think it was fun and it was entertaining but it wasn't really getting down into the the deep kind of stuff and yeah I think in a way I sort of I don't welcome adversity I don't look forward to it but now I can confront it and know that this is going to promote a massive change and growth in my life and there's this great quote that I saw on Instagram yesterday that Gabby Bernstein was quoting from Rumi so it's like three times quoted but it was like the wound is where the light enters you like that's where the light comes in and I feel like when you are in a really difficult place I'm not going to cry because I just had my lashes done and I can't get them wet for 48 hours but when that pandemic hit and I was pregnant with twins and I lost my business I lost every bit of stability my relationship even like things that you think not that you can control but when you get pregnant most of the times you think you're going to have a baby you don't think you're going to have babies like a cat um you don't think you're going to have a litter and just everything that I thought was stable in my life fell apart and I had nothing to do but work on myself and I think that's what I love about the law of attraction time and time again is it doesn't matter where you are it doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have or what circumstances you can at any point be like fuck this shit fuck this is not my life and you can take control and you can change it and become like the author of your life and I think sometimes we all forget that I forget that at times and during that pandemic I was the person sitting there having a race to the bottom with all of my friends being like but you're on furlough you're fine you've got a husband you've got this you and I was sitting there being like I'm the one pregnant with twins I'm the one that's single I'm the one that's you know the only income in the household I had this whole list of reasons why I was worse off worse than anyone else and we can all get into that pity party sometimes but I think it's that moment when you decide nah this ain't for me I'm going to turn this around and I'm going to make this the greatest success story of my life and so you do end up looking back and being like wow everything that was sent to try and kill me has made me 10 times better divorce illness um breakups having a hundred children at once it all ends up your business being taken away from you all these things it ends up creating the life of your dreams but only if you work at it it, it doesn't just happen no, 100%. You're right. And I think, like you say, when you're in those inner work trenches, when you're in the trenches of life, it can feel like you're losing everything. And like, it's, you know, like, what's happening? Like, I thought I knew this, I thought my life was all together. And it can feel really scary. Like loss is not easy for anybody at all to lose things to be in change. I mean, we resist change so much as human yeah. beings. But it's the only constant that we have, ironically. So it's it's really interesting how those great losses like absolutely shape us, as you say, and like are so many people's comeback story and like success yeah. story of like, do you know what? That was really crap. But 
look at those amazing things that have come from it. I mean, look at it now. You've got this incredible business. You've got like an amazing podcast, book club. And like, would any of that been possible had you still had the old business and that old life, do you think? No, not at all. Because the thing is, I thought I was busy back then being a single mother of one. I thought I was busy. And, you know, I was working. I wanted to be, my goal has always been to be the most present for my daughters that I can be. And so when I had just one daughter, my ex-husband would have her for two days and I would work 16, 14, 16 hour days doing eyelash extensions from like six in the morning till late at night in my salon for two solid days so that when she came home, I could just be totally present again and, and not have to go to work. And there was no time. There was no time at all. Or there wasn't even the motivation because the thing is, I thought my life was great. You know, I was divorced. And let me tell you, divorced people are some of the happiest people you'll ever meet in your goddamn life. And I was living back in London with my daughter. I had a goal. I was working on a goal, which, you know, we've learned that actually achieving goals doesn't always make you super happy. It's the progression of working towards it. And my goal was I wanted to move out of my one bedroom flat in London and I wanted to buy a house in addition Um in the countryside near my family so that we could be in a community so that we she could go to a little village school that was my goal and so I was really happy because I was working really hard on that I was saving money I was Airbnb in my flat every other weekend it was hectic so there would never have been time to progress with the YouTube uh, channel to turn it into a podcast to really do any of that it was only when everything was forced to stop and, and like I say, I thought I loved my life. You know, I used to spend two days in London and then I spent five days up here and, you know, I'd have my little child free days and I'd do my 14 hours a day of lashes, which was hardcore, but I thought I loved it. And when I compare that now, what I thought was being taken away from me to what I have now, I'm like, oh, keep it, keep it. In fact, I gave that salon away. I gave it away because I was like, you, you have it. <laughs> I don't want it anymore. And my life has completely changed. So yeah, it would never have happened without that intervention from the universe to be like, stop, be broke, be unbusy and reevaluate. And here's twins to boot to really <laughs> give you a kick. <laughs> <laughs> Just for an extra bit of spiritual punch in that cocktail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, we're going to circle back to adversity and challenges because I think it's really fascinating your take on this and I want to hear all your top tips with it. But I actually want to hear what your take on the law of attraction is. There are so many different, you know, teachers and experts out there. Obviously, I have my own view. Other people have loads of different views. But I'd love to know, what does the law of attraction mean to you? How would you explain it? So I guess at the moment, and it is shifting and evolving all the time, I'm kind of in like a middle ground. So I've always been very much like a big part of the law of attraction is action. And you have to take action. You have to hustle. You have to fucking try. You know, while all my friends were sitting watching Saturday night takeaway with Ant and Deck, you know, I was sitting working every night, either writing a book or creating a podcast. Or, do you know what I mean? Like last night you said, I was emailing you at one in the morning. I do work till half one in the morning because I want to be present with my children in the day. I have them in minimal childcare. And so I do work till one in the morning. That is like me. I'm like a hustle culture person. But as I progress along this evolution, this journey, I am trying to let go, surrender, do less, um, just generally like try and manifest more and hustle less, I guess. But I think there is a fine balance. There's a fine balance between doing the inner work of like knowing what it is that you want, being on the vibration, like being a vibrational match for what you want, um, 
and all that kind of shit. But then also doing the goddamn work, doing the things that are going to make it happen. I think there is a real balance and only each of us know in our individual lives where you are striking that balance right. For some people listening to my podcast, they'll be like, I should take more time off. I should relax and I shouldn't, you know, be doing this. And then there's other people listening that should be like, actually, I need to step my game up. So it's not the same for any one person. But yeah, the law of attraction for me is just taking control of your own life and how empowering is that thought that life isn't happening to you? None of this shit is happening to you. You are actually co-creating it and you can change it at any moment. You can change it. You can change the direction of your life. And what a wonderful thing that is. And it is part manifesting. It's part doing the work. I think. <laughs> no, I agree fully, wholeheartedly agree. And like you say, the balance is so, so key because it, it is very thin of like, you can do too much, too little, very easily. And I think people get so caught up in that of like, am I doing too much? Am I doing too less? What am I doing wrong? Why is it not working? And I feel like I, you know, I don't know your take on this, Francesca, but I felt like in the six years since I've been aware of law of attraction, it was very much like just the secret existed. And then it's like all these different things and all these different methods and all these different techniques. And I've, I feel overwhelmed looking at half of it. And I have yeah. clients who were like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed, Emma, what do I do? And I'm like, drop it, put it down because you're right. Not every single person is the same. So not all of us are going to read the secret and feel the same emotions or get the same results or be able to upkeep all of that so I think it's great in one hand there is variety and there is choice for people but then I also think it's also a case of people then control and then do way too much and overwhelm themselves so it really is that balance like you say where some people will listen and think I really need to put it down and do less and simplify and then there's other people who don't do anything and really need to take that action so I literally am on the same page as you there's always like one or the other with it and it's finding and striking that balance um but I love how you described it that was lovely but how has the law of attraction changed your life what are some of the best things you've manifest your podcast is called law of attraction changed my life so how has it changed your life <laughs> well the reason I called it that was because I used to say I'm not an expert I I, I withdraw that I think I'm a fucking expert now but I used to say I'm not an expert I just have been studying this and living it. And I wanted to share with people how it had changed my life in a very real down to earth way, because I think you'll agree, like a lot of these things, when people discover the law of attraction, they're like, right, I want a yacht and I want a million pounds. And they instantly just think, well, if I can manifest anything, I'll do that. And it's like, actually, what if you just want to manifest that you want to get pregnant? Or what if you want to manifest like a, a really loving partner? Or maybe you want to have a girl or you want to buy a house. Do you know what I mean? Like really simple girl stuff or you want to have an amazing holiday or friends to travel with and so I've used it in my life in very much ways like that but I think the reason that I've become so well known is that my manifestations are scarily accurate so one of them ended up in quite a few newspapers because I basically found a guy online dating and I was like, that is my husband. I printed out his picture, kept it on a vision board. Basically, he never replied to me. He'd gone off the app. He wasn't paying it anymore, whatever. And two and a half years later, I get set up on a blind date and it's with that man. And we get married six months later. Like that is the same person, the same goddamn person. That is insane. Um, things like that. The gender of my twins, um, that was like it's a long story and I got actually a lot of hate for this out of everything I've ever done I don't really get much hate at all but I got a lot of hate for wanting to manifest the gender of my twins people got very riled up about that and I 
don't know why, but basically we had a couple of generation myth or curse, whatever in my family where baby boys died or baby boys had um, like illnesses and syndromes and stuff. And it turns out that it was actually just all coincidences and flukes. But me and my sister grew up thinking we could not have boys. Turns out it wasn't true. But when you grow up with that feeling, some part of it sticks. And another part is just that I really like shopping for baby girl clothes. What can I say? I wanted girls in my life, okay? And when I found out I was having twins, I was like, oh, Lord, now there's a chance I could have two boys rather than two girls. And so I was freaking out about it. I did a lot of work around it. I bought token, like highly symbolic token items. I changed the picture on the, like, the background of my phone. I did all the things. And I went for one of those early DNA tests and they phoned me back. And this was during lockdown. This is at one of my lowest points. I just lost my business. I was locked at home with a two-year-old about to kill myself. And she phoned me and she's like, great news, no syndromes, perfectly healthy babies. Um, but you're having one or two boys. The way it works with non-identical twins, it could be one or two. But basically you're having boys. And I was like, huh okay, this is the last thing I need. Okay. And I know this is the first world woe. But I was like, okay. I had a 24-hour nervous breakdown. I literally, my dad broke isolation rules. Come get me, Boris. He broke isolation rules. He came and he took a walk with me in the forest and was like, look, you can go. He can do cricket. They might get into football. Like, boys are really loving. But there was still a part of me that was like, I refuse to accept this. I refuse to accept this news. And I've been crying for 24 hours. And I was sitting with my daughter, who... I never really show her anything negative. I don't argue in front of her. I'm very mindful of that. But I was I was beyond it. I was gone. And I, we were sitting having dinner and I was crying again. And I was like, I can't sit here and cry in front of her. Like, this isn't fair. She's in lockdown. She's had everything stripped away from her as well. I've got to fucking get over myself. But not get over myself in, I'm going to accept this. Get over myself in, remember who the fuck you are. You are the architect of your reality. You can change this. And do you know what? There was a switch in my mind that was like, every time I looked at my phone and I saw those twin girl pictures, I got really triggered. But I was like, no. That, that is for me. I'm keeping it on there. And I sat and wrote a gratitude list. And it gives me like a weird thing when I even talk about this. But I sat and I wrote a gratitude list about, <laughs> I'm not going to cry again, everything that I was grateful for. I was so thankful to have a daughter already. I was so thankful that she was healthy. I was so thankful that my babies were healthy, that I could have children, that I had a home. I was so thankful I didn't have COVID, all the rest of it. And I wrote a whole list. And I went up to bed with Bo, gave her a bath, put her to bed. So this whole process took about two hours. And the whole time I was like, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for this gorgeous girl in my life. And I'm so thankful for these babies. And I come back down the stairs and I have 14 missed calls and it's from the, the DNA clinic. And I'm like, how bizarre. So I phone them back and she's like, and it's honestly like a movie. And I phone her back. She's like, I'm so, so sorry to tell you this. My mum is dying of cancer. I'm all over the place. I was like, get to the bloody point. She said, you're having girls. You're having two girls. I got it wrong. And I, I just read the results wrong. I was reading. She, I, I mean, that's pretty bad to get results wrong, isn't it? I mean, but I let it go. She thought I was going to be angry. And I was like, oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was just so pleased. And that to me is a, a moment in time where you're like, I will never, ever, 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 ever doubt the law of attraction ever again. Not that I ever do, but I will never doubt this shit ever again because that, how, how do you, how do you make, what is that? You tell me, what the hell is that? And it was just from sitting, writing a gratitude list and just changing that mindset 
two hours. You tell me. I mean, what a miracle. <laughs> what a miracle. And what an incredible story as well to tell your daughters one day and share this with them of like, law of attraction's real, girls. Come on, get manifesting. <laughs> it's in and that's really something that people would sit there and say Fran you've had a call from a DNA clinic you've had genetic testing you're not going to change that result Mm. and this is something that I've learned recently from one of the many books we've done in the book club is to let go of the how if I tried to think of the how oh something horrible is going to happen like maybe this pregnancy won't last do you know what I mean you you could go with a million different things Never in my wildest dreams would I have thought, oh, actually, they're going to call me and tell me they got the results wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, and let go of the how of you, how of how something is going to uh, manifest or transpire and just trust that it will. Just focus on the gratitude. Focus on what you have right now. Focus on that feeling of having. And I don't know what to tell you. It works. Amen to that. Amen to that. Friend. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> So how has manifesting helped you overcome adversity and challenges? So you've spoken about a couple of things that happened during lockdown and obviously the challenges that, you know, arose for you. And I feel like I was exactly the same in lockdown. Like, oh, everything was stripped away. I think so much inner work and healing and things being stripped away. Loads of people got divorced and broke up during lockdown as well. So I feel like so many of us have experienced so many challenges and adversity and big, big changes in our life over the last two, three years. So what are your top tips for now? navigating that what did you do I think that sometimes it's okay to let yourself have a moment of going into that spiral of despair I think there's that whole thing of like toxic positivity isn't it and I think sometimes if you get a bad um result or you're having a bad time or something terrible happens it's totally okay like I feel like life is really about ebb and flow and you can't be just high all the time and you can allow yourself to get low I Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I think I find that that's helpful. But then there needs to come a point where you decide this is no more. This is not the route I'm taking. And you can make a real decision as long as you don't let yourself get too low to then change the course of your life. But what I love about the law of attraction is 
you can use this for anything. And anybody can use this. You can use this for bad relationships if you're not getting on with your husband. You can use it for, you know, childhood trauma. You can use it for success in your workplace, you know, building your career of your dreams, for health. You can use it for anything. And I think that's the thing is I often get messages from people saying, how would you use the law of attraction to do whatever? And I'm like, it's all the same. It's all the same. You just got to apply the same things to everything. And um, I'm currently reading this book called uh, Do Less. And she was saying in this book that anything that you've read about money mindset, you can take the word money and replace it with time. And actually, you've then got yourself a book on how to manage your time and how to feel abundant in time. And I think that that is a real epidemic with women and especially mothers at the moment is that we are all so time poor. We are all so, we've got time poverty. That is our big issue. And actually, just by her saying like, and and I've been doing this for 15 years and still I'm one of these idiots. Like, how would you apply it to time? And I was like, why did I never think of this? I've used the law of attraction to manifest wealth, success, bloody baby girls, all this kind of stuff. And yet I'm sitting here saying, I'm so time poor. I've got no time. I've got a lack of time. There's a scarcity of time. You can use it for anything. And so it's sometimes just being reminded and surrounding yourself whether that's in person or people you follow online with people that are going to remind you of things in different ways, because you and I may say something on Instagram and you might say it and it will go over someone's head. And then I might say it in a different way and they'll resonate with it. And you'll think, hang on a second. I said that 10 minutes ago. And it's like, but it's just, I think it being repeated and being said in different ways as well. Just surround yourself with as many reminders as you can. And yeah, you can use this to change anything in your life. Definitely. And I agree with the time, you know, scarcity point of view, because even I felt that recently, I said I to you earlier, I was doing uh, Marie um, Folio's Time Genius course. And like, very much in that, because I'm reading um, Do Less with your book club at the moment, and I'm, I'm not too far through, so I need to catch up. But definitely the themes are very much the same of like, yeah, why didn't we think, of course, we can manifest time, of course, we can manifest that balance and feeling like we're time geniuses and having our shit together as such and you know making time for what's important and I think that was the real biggest shift for me within the course was you're not prioritizing what's most important ever you're prioritizing what society and everybody's telling you is important and you're feeling that pressure to show up for work and show up for everything but actually I wasn't doing enough what was bringing me joy I wasn't doing enough of what I wanted to do and like what was those time rich activities so even by doing like Marie's course it took me a week to do it like I think it was like a five-day thing so I spent the week really going through it and watching the videos and just by literally switching up my work day to her um time blocks um her time block challenge Fran, this week I've been so productive. I've gone really? and done a Tai Chi class. I've like gone and walked the dog twice today, which I never used to be able to do. I'm a time genius just from literally <laughs> switching things up. And I know you said you're a bit of a night owl, so everybody will be different. I'm definitely more of a morning person. So even if you put your time blocks in the evening, for example, she goes to how to obviously work it to what's best for you. But I think even those small shifts and just even like I was exactly like taking control of like, I'm done with this. I'm not accepting this overwhelm. I'm not accepting that this is my reality. That yeah. came in and I was like, perfect. And it's given me exactly what I needed. So Definitely, I think time is an interesting one, which I think so many of us are really feeling strapped of right now because there's so much going on. And with the financial crisis, you know, some people are having to work more jobs, work more hours and things. And then 
you know, we're losing that essence of what we really want to do and what's most important to us. So um, I love that you shared that because it is a good book by Kate Northrup, do less. So definitely recommend getting on Fran's book club with that. Um, but what are your top tip for us and favorite hacks and methods for law of attraction? So if you could give us like your favorite top tips or hacks, what would you give us? So I feel like my USP is really like law of attraction for busy mums who ain't got time for nothing that's basically because that's how I'm living is like if it takes too much time or energy we just do not have time for it so my top top tips are things that take no extra time or energy so I am a massive fan of subliminals I have used them for about a year now I was listening to a wealth one and it had a obviously in conjunction with doing like a lot of wealth mindset work and stuff. And it had a massive, massive impact on my life. And I was like, Lord, I would really love to have these for a variety of other things as well. But do you know what? Those ones on YouTube, I don't trust them because you don't know what they're saying. I think if you're going to listen to subliminal messaging, it has to be from somebody that you trust because doing those ones for free that they have said that there's ones on YouTube that have got like hidden messages well obviously hidden messages <laughs> like yeah I, I ain't fucking around with that shit because I'm just like no I don't trust you but subliminals are a great way um I listen to them probably three times a day so every morning when I get up and I'm making breakfast for the girls we have a perfect health one which is all about every cell in your body renewing with more energy and more vitality and more life it's about having healthy skin healthy hair healthy bones you know all that good shit, wanting to eat healthily and nutritiously and wanting to exercise. It's very all encompassing. And we listen to that every single morning. They think I've just got meditation music on in the background. They don't know what's going in. Um, but that's just something that takes no extra time or energy. It takes me a second to press the button on that. We listen to self-love ones at night. You know, when the babies go to bed, I put my phone right by the bottom of the door and I play, <laughs> I play them one while they're going to sleep. Um, so I would do that throughout the day. You know, I listen to wealth and success ones when I'm on my own, when I'm not with them. And I think that that has had a massive, massive impact on my life because, you know, so many books will say, oh, you've got to write out your goal list or write out your affirmations and then say them every day, say them in the mirror. The amount of times I've done that, I've written them down. Do you think I've ever found that piece of paper again? That shit is gone. I don't know where it's gone. I'll never find it again. I'll never have the time to say it in front of a mirror. It just will not happen. So for me, just having something recorded is so much easier. And in fact, that's a great tip as well is if you have a goal list or if you have very personal affirmations to you, you can record them on voice memos on your phone and play it back to yourself every day. So while you're sitting there doing your makeup, you can have your, your goal list and your affirmations playing to you that takes no energy it takes no time it's so easy it's so simple and if it's simple and easy you're going to do it if it's hard if there's even one little bit of resistance you're not going to do it if you can't find your piece of paper if you're not near a mirror whatever you're not going to do it so that is my top tip really is find things that take no extra time or energy or you do them once and you'll continue to reap the rewards so for example you could create a vision board and I don't have my vision board printed and like put up somewhere because again I know that I'll like hide it somewhere because I don't want the cleaner to see it and then it will like never come out again so I have it as the screensaver on my phone because we look at our phones typically like 150 times a day we unlock our phones so you are just seeing that again subliminally so many times a day it might take you 20 minutes to find the pictures on Pinterest and you know to put it all together and find things that really resonate with you but then you're going to be seeing that 150 times a day 
it's a no-brainer. It's a winner. So, yeah, finding things that are simple and easy and will slot into your routine without taking time away from your family or whatever else, um, they're the things that I find really stick. Mm. And they're so easy and simple, like you say, because I think when we're in this, like, time poverty, as you call it, you know, like, having those subliminals in the background or, like you say, looking at that vision board on your phone doesn't take any extra time yeah it's there it's present you're putting energy towards it it's still intentional so like yeah. I'm all for doing less and attracting more I'm all for like those simple hacks because sometimes it is the simple things that work the most and we put <clears throat> you know so much effort and so much time and like I need to do these affirmations or I need to repeat these 55 times five and I'm like does that make you feel good though? Does that make you feel good? Does that really what manifestation is about? And I think the more I'm going along my journey and the more I'm writing and the more I'm learning, I'm like, no, this is like energetics. And actually I think energy trumps all over words, over those sorts of things. So actually when we are doing sometimes the most simplest thing in the world, if that brings us joy and it feels easy and flowing, guess what vibration you're going to be in? It's going to feel so much better to you and your nervous system instead of like, oh god right these affirmations again right read them out in the mirror oh I'm late for work again it's like you know that's no fun that's not going to attract anything no but also as well I think something that is massively underrated is something that is repeated so I think so many of us have great intentions of right I'm going to get a gratitude journal and every morning I'm going to write down 10 things I'm thankful for guess how long that shit's going to last for I'm going to say a week tops but if you purchase a subliminal and you're like do you know what I want to focus on this one thing and you've got it on your phone it's in your downloads it's there you can even have it on your home screen and you're like right every time I go for a nap I don't know about you I struggle to sleep in silence I have to put a podcast on or, or a subliminal or something every time I go to sleep I'm just like right press play and it's playing and you're right it's the intention of knowing ah oh, this is like this is going into my subconscious it just feels amazing and therefore I'm doing it every day and I've done it every day now for probably a year and it's yeah I think it's the repetitive actions that are the smallest actions but if you repeat them that is far more powerful than making one grand gesture of you know doing a one-day course where you go and do whatever but then you never do it again mm. yeah 100 100 well Francesca my last question to you today then is what is one piece of life advice that you'd like to leave my lovely listeners with oh lord this is so stressful <laughs> stressful because I just feel like do you know what it would be this actually because I heard this the other day I can't remember where otherwise I'd tell you and it was like so many people say I don't know where to start with the law of attraction and I don't know what I want to manifest my life is just a bit rubbish right now and I don't know where to start or go and I heard something that said don't focus on what your dream life is going to be because especially if it's really different from what you're experiencing right now it might just make you feel even more of like a disparity but instead just start focusing on the things that you can control so like are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you doing the things that will get you in a good mental space? Are you getting fresh air and sunlight each day? Because making those really tiny little changes will give you the energy to start thinking about what you do want out of life. If you are literally sitting there in a life that you hate, in a relationship you hate, or a home that you hate, or whatever, a job that you hate, and you're like, right, think of your dream job, think of your dream life. You're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, whenever people say that to me, I always go, dolphin trainer? I don't know because <laughs> as a child, I felt like that was like everyone wanted to be a dolphin trainer. And now we've all watched 
bloody the COVID and everything and we're like no but um yeah so I think don't pressure yourself with trying to create your dream life boom I've got to know it right now because as well like life is a goddamn tapestry and it's just you know I think the beautiful thing about life is it can change and it can be really different. You know, look at me a couple of years ago, I was working all day in a salon that I loved, living in a flat in London, living my best life. Now I'm in a completely different life. And before that, it was a complete, you know, I was married with a husband. And You know, it's it's a glorious journey of life and you don't have to get it right first time. Just go on the journey and make improvements and stop stressing on it being perfect. Mm-hmm. As long as it's progress, that is better than perfection. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I went on a podcast a few weeks ago, actually, with one of my friends, and he was saying that, you know, like, have you noticed that since doing the inner work and going along a healing journey, like what you want now is completely different to what you wanted six years ago? And I was like, oh, my gosh, yes, I'm like a whole different person. And I look at like what I was manifesting in the beginning or what was on my vision board or what I was really aspiring to. And I'm like, wow. So like you say, I think that advice is perfect, Fran, because I think people put so much pressure on themselves, like you say, to have it all figured out, to know it all. Oh, my God, I need to create a vision board. Oh, my God, Rhonda Byrne says I have to do this and I don't know what I want. And actually, like you say, go along the journey, go with the flow. It's going to change. It's going to evolve. And that's life. And there's so much beauty and miracles in that too. And, you know, what's on my original vision board isn't what I'm working to now. Definitely not. And I'm sure your goals and aspirations have changed as well. How do you feel yours have evolved over the years? Well, what's quite embarrassing, but actually expected due to like the climate we all grew up in is, you know, when I was in my 20s and I first discovered this, it was incredibly important to me to get married before I was 30. Why? I don't know. But I wanted to have the big wedding like all my friends were having. I wanted to move in with a boy. I've still only ever lived with one man, which is my ex-husband. I wanted to move in with a man. I wanted to have a wedding. I wanted to have that whole dream. And now I've done it. And I'm like, nah, that's, that's not for me. And I was focusing on things like how somebody looked or where they lived or things like that. And I wasn't focusing at all on like the deeper things. And I sometimes feel like ashamed to admit that, but the reality is I'd never been in a long-term relationship. I'd never lived with anyone. I didn't know that you had to be completely like, you know, looking for these deeper values in somebody. I was just like, he's got to be over six foot four. (laughs) He's got to live in zone two. Like I just had all these really superficial things because I didn't know any better. And that's okay. I totally forgive myself for thinking those things. Because like I said, I was in my twenties. I didn't have anyone to tell me that that wasn't what you look for in a man. Um, I learned the hard way. Um, But yeah, now it has completely changed. And it's yeah my vision board now is completely different to what it was back then and the life I'm living now is kind of my worst fears back then my worst fears were getting divorced and being a single mum that was my worst fear and now it's happened and it's the best goddamn thing ever it's something I chose and it's yes it's hard but um yeah try not to project too much into the future about you know or this is going to be terrible because like we've learned from the pandemic things that are sent to us and we think are going to break us or kill us actually end up being the greatest redirectors in our life into something better so I'm all here for that (laughs) 
Yes, love this. Well, Fran, this is our last episode of 2022. So we're sending the year out well with a good law of attraction episode. So I would love to know, because everyone listening to this, they're going to be in New Year's week. They're going to be like getting ready to celebrate New Year. What do you do to celebrate New Year? And what can you suggest to us to do for manifesting with 2023? I'm so glad you asked me this, because actually something that I've been doing for the last two years is I have a New Year's Day goal setting party and it is an online event where we basically all just get together with our rosé and our snacks and our like notepad and we just plot out our year and I tell you what last year was the first year I actually did it properly because obviously doing it with other people is accountability and just by not making New Year's resolutions on day one and then forgetting about them by day seven and being like, oh, fuck it, I'm never going to go to the gym. We really set goals with intention. We set an intention for the year. We figured out what season of your life are you in? You know, when I had newborn babies, there was no point me saying, I'm going to go to 14 countries this year. I'm going to have travel and adventure. I'm going to meet the man of my dreams because that was not the season of my life. So it's all about respecting the season of your life where are you what do you want the theme of your year to be your intention for the year set goals but also set down some like strategies with them put things into quarters as well don't just say on January 1st I'm going to achieve all of these goals and then that's it if you've got a list of goals think okay what could I achieve maybe in the summer quarter like where where would they best fit throughout the year and I tell you what by doing this process it has changed my life. I have achieved so many things this year. I've ticked everything off my goal list, except for one thing, which was write a book. And the other day I had a meeting with a publisher and they want to write a book, me to write a book, all about this whole New Year's Day goal setting like thing about how to have your best year ever. So I don't know what to tell you. It works. Even things like I had laser eye surgery. I had Invisalign. I took my girls abroad. I sold my house. Like every goal I set, I've achieved and that doesn't happen just by magic and by you know saying you're going to do it on January 1st so if you want to come and join me for that maybe you can put a link or something I don't know but yeah really dedicating some time putting some time and energy aside to really plan out your year and really set an intention for what that year will be um, I think is the best investment in time you can make just on January 1st do it and keep checking in with yourself. A big part of it as well is setting reminders on your phone. So if by, you know, the third month of the year, you were supposed to have achieved something, you know, set a reminder on your phone, because you're not going to remember to go back to your old notebook and check. And it's just really easy little hacks like that to just keep you accountable, keep you reminded. And by the end of the year, you too, like me, could be living the life of your dreams. <laughs> I love that. What a sales pitch, Fran. Love it. You too can be living your life like me. <laughs> yeah. You know, some things though, like I've had on my vision, not my vision board, but like my goal list for probably 10 years running, have laser eye surgery. I've had that. And this is the first year where I've actually set strategies. It's like, well, what's stopping me? Okay. I have a massive phobia about it. Could I use something like EFT tapping? Yes, I could. Boom. Got it done. I can see I've been blind for 15 years and now I can see. So it's just about not just knowing what the goals are and setting them, but having a real strategy behind it, reminders behind it, steps to help you achieve it. And I'm here for it. I'm really here for it. Yes, love all of this. And yes, I will link to Fran's New Year's Day party in the description with Fran's website as well. But Fran, where can everybody find you if they want to learn more about your work? 
So I have a website which, which is francescaamber.com and you can find me on Instagram at Francesca Amber or the podcast is at Law of Attraction Changed My Life and it's all on there. If you want to see a lot of girls in matching clothes, I do a lot of that, don't I? A lot of that, a lot of children wearing matching clothes <laughs> and um, yeah, that's basically it really. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Francesca, for coming on. It's honestly been such a pleasure having you here and hearing all your pearls of wisdom. So thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. It's been a joy. So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for listening to today's episode. I really hope you've enjoyed Francesca and I's conversation. As always, you can find a clickable link to Francesca's work in the description below. And if you want to find out anything more about my coaching, myself, my books, my videos, or anything else that I have to offer, you can find it all at emmamumford.co.uk. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all your views and likes. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here, because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can also join my free law of attraction support group over on facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things law of attraction and spirituality i hope you have a fantastic week whatever you're up to and i will see you all in my next podcast episode which will be next week lots of love hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.